0: hello and welcome to dfs coach talk today is monday june 8th i am joe sarvati affectionately known as coach and i am here with the one and only sugar shane caldwell how are you today shane
1: oh i'm I'm doing great and uh, i'm excited to be on here for nba podcast because the only thing that i like uh, as much as uh, nfl is the nba so those are really my top sports so I'm just excited that we have a date and we know that there's going to be basketball soon here. So I'm definitely, definitely ready to get going on the basketball season here.
0: Oh, man, I'm going crazy. You know, I'm like ninety nine point nine basketball all the way. So I even cracked out the the DFS Coach Talk T instead of the polo and the got everything ready just for hoops. I I can't wait till this gets going. And I want you to know every podcast, we're going to count it down now. We are fifty three days until the NBA tips off on July 31st. So I'm going to mark off 53 tomorrow's (laughs) podcast. will be down to 52. So here we go, man. It's going to, it's actually going to happen. And that we were talking prior to the the pod. The amazing thing is it's surreal on how it's going to happen. Uh, you know, we talked pretty in depth about it. Andrew and I did on the basketball, uh, you know, preparation for the NBA returning and everything. Uh, And it's just, it's so bizarre. It's a little bit like, you know, the Olympics when all the athletes are together, but it's never, you know, no one's ever seen anything like this uh, in any pro sports. Uh, They were talking about stuff like this that I thought was hilarious to try to cut down on the spread. They're not going to have the maids go in to the rooms to clean them. So, Mm -hmm. That they were saying these pampered NBA guys are going to actually have to make their own beds and and do some real people stuff for once. So I thought wow. that was hilarious. But uh, but anyway, Andrew and I sort of went on and on about it. But I know you haven't really got to share your take on this whole Disney Orlando uh, experience that's going to happen from July 31 until it looks like October seven, somewhere in there probably. But uh, it's going to be a lot of games. Uh, we know it's three courts. We know they're going to be playing from, like, noon until midnight most days, you know, with multiple games on different courts. I mean, it's going to be a basketball junkies, you know, fantastic dream of, like, is this real? So, but what's, what's your whole take on I'm very interested to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm- –
1: Like overly excited because normally even if we just were to do this as a just a one-off you know playoff schedule you'd be excited but the fact that people are so hungry and so thirsty for sports right now and something exciting as the nba and almost like a play-in you know sudden death kind of uh you know regular season games with the playoffs i'm just super excited the fact that this is going to be like reality tv at its best you're going to have all these guys on this campus superstars everywhere you're going to have hopefully cameras following these guys around they're going to be really kind of building that camaraderie if they have an off day they're talking about they're doing things like golf you know go to the pool kind of hang out around there and players from different teams can hang out so it's like literally going to be just this huge community of nba players superstars everywhere and just the excitement around that and the coverage that we'll have uh leading up to the games and then the actual games I think that actually not having fans could actually be really cool because it's going to feel like you're watching almost like a pickup five on five game. Yeah. Like you're at the park watching a pickup game, but we're talking about the most competitive, most elite athletes, the best players in the world, almost like watching them in a pickup game, which is you're going to hear the squeak of the shoes and the, the basketball hitting the hardwood. And you're going to hear, you know, the, the swish when they when they hit it when they hit a shot you're gonna hear the, the coaches calling out plays and the players calling out plays and d- on defense they're communicating with each other and the physicality down down low the guys battling each other and in the trash talk and all that stuff you're gonna be able to hear all that which is going to make it kind of intense and kind of put you closer to the game in the intensity. And plus these teams are battling for playoff positions and it's really the best of the best players and teams. So that's why I think it's just going to be super exciting with just the whole environment and the fact that the games are going to be so it's just exciting and intense with you being able to hear everything and no fans in there. And the, the players are going to have to create their own energy. Think about the bench players are going to be the cheerleaders they're, they're going to be, have to be on the sidelines, the guys are on the bench cheering and you're going to be able to see them. You, you see their reaction when someone has a big play because they can't put the camera on the fans to see their reaction after you yeah. know they, LeBron makes a big dunk. So I think about those types of things. And then you throw in the DFS aspect The fact that it's going to be bananas in terms of these tournaments they have and the competition and how unpredictable it's going to be and how we're going to be able to gain an edge with our basketball knowledge, especially your knowledge and Andrew's. And hopefully I will be able to get in those conversations as well, because, you know, I love mixing it up with you guys. And I'm just excited about all those things. And then you combine it with DFS on top of that. Uh, this is going to be amazing. And obviously you can tell, I'm excited. And I think it's just going to be a unique experience. And and I think people are going to need it, you know, <laughs> definitely.
0: Oh, I I do too. I mean, I completely share your enthusiasm. And, and, you know, I love that they have all these contingency plans in place. Like if somebody does text, uh, test positive, they're not shutting it all down. They're going to, they already decided they're going to let two, every team carry two extra guys. This just came out yesterday. And if you have somebody test positive, they have to be secluded for like one week and then retested. You can use one of those other players during that time. Or, you know, so there, in other words, it's going to happen and they have contingency plans if a few things do go wrong. So that's what I'm most excited about that it's not just going to be, you know, we're sitting on the edge of our seat hoping nobody tests positive. There, you know, it's it's really they've got a whole game plan set to make this happen. And and I agree with you. I it's gonna have that super intense, you know, pickup game where you're at the wreck and if your team loses, you have to sit like four games until the rotation comes back in. You know, yeah. that in, like we're not losing. And then you then you get the playoffs, you know, with everything on the line. I mean I'm telling you this could be just absolutely the greatest thing. and And I'll tell you, as sports fans, we deserve it, man. It's been a long, cold three months of uh, not having it. but uh, so anyway, what we're doing, and thank you for sharing that, but what we're doing here is uh, once a week, I call it the Coaches special cause I get to you know do this uh, Mondays, and I'll be doing it with a few different guys, Shane and Andrew, and some guys. But Monday, each Monday, we're going to do one of the key teams uh, for the next six weeks. You know, so we got six teams picked out that we really think have a shot to win it all. And we want to talk about them from the DFS perspective uh, in order to give you a good feel for what to expect when this starts, because the deeper the run, the more you're going to utilize them in DFS. So we wanted to, you know, put that back into the mix. Now, we do have. Uh, every team that we've gone through already, uh, when we did a preview that is, uh, on YouTube, if you go there and look at our NBA, uh, reviews, podcasts and reviews of, of, uh, the teams, you'll see all the teams on there. So you can go back to listen to that. And then we hope these six pods, uh, will be a big, uh, plus for you in preparation for DFS. We also want to uh, let you know that our podcast today is brought to you by TVG. It's where the world watches and wagers on horse racing. And we have a phenomenal offer. If you join TVG by going through the DFSCoachTalk.com website, there's an exclusive offer. Can't get it anywhere else. Uh, free, uh, risk-free bet of 300 bucks, Shane. So you put $300 on a horse to win and he loses, TVG gives you 300 bucks back. And if he wins, boxcars. I mean, let's go, man. You can't beat that. So we really thank TVG. We are excited about their partnership. And uh, so definitely take advantage of that. And and also by BetUS. Uh, go to betus.com.pa. That's uh, something that people sometimes forget to, Let everybody know it's uh, betus.com.pa. They are phenomenal for all of your sports wagering. Uh, They have fantastic uh, uh, different things you can bet on in each sport. Right now, if you want to bet KBO and PGA, you've got that. There's uh, all kinds of NBA futures, a lot of fun stuff. So get on BetUS. We utilize them every day for our, uh official lines when we're uh, doing each show and we'll be sharing those uh each day uh, as we go through right live before lock uh podcast so very excited about that um so today we get to start with the los angeles lakers uh figured that that was the best spot to start since they and milwaukee are somewhat close as far as favorites to win it Lakers with a slight edge right now, uh, followed by the bucks and, uh, by the, um, Clippers. So a couple of things with the Lakers, we wanted to mention, uh, they did, uh, go 49 and 14 before the league shut down. Terrific record. Uh, great, uh, win percentage. Frank Vogel's the coach there. It's his first year. Uh we all know Rob Palenka, you know, uh Kobe's very close friend, uh, is the executive and general manager of the team. And the Lakers were averaging a, a, a pretty solid 14.3 points per game, seventh in the league, and they were shutting down on defense. They were third uh in the league, only allowing 106.9. Very stout uh defensive stats. Um we're both going to share our own thoughts and DFS ideas and, and things to look for going forward uh, throughout this podcast. One thing I'm going to uh, be focusing on Shane is usage. I like th- to look at the usage rates of the players and, you know, so they played uh, 63 games. That's a decent amount of games and, you It's a good sample size for this season. So when we look at these usage rates, it should transfer over pretty much to what's going on here. But we have a wild card situation in the fact of a, a really good point that you brought up when we were discussing it earlier is that they have eight games to play of the end of the regular season, if you will, before the playoffs start. So the question is, you know, is, that the fact that they are currently five and a half games ahead of the Clippers for second with only eight games to play and seven ahead of the Nuggets. So more than likely, let's face it. I mean, they have to go like what three and five to be a hundred percent assured of staying in first. So there's two, two aspects we need to discuss today. Shane is, What should the DFS usage look like? Will it be affected because of that big lead for those eight games prior to the playoffs? And then we have to reset. And when the playoffs start, all bets are off. We know that it's, you know, minutes don't matter when it comes to playoffs time. It's all about winning. So, you know, we'll whatever we discuss as far as usage add on to that a little bit for the key players when it comes to the playoffs. But as you know, Shane, we want to kick ass and take names that first eight games. So what is your feeling? What's your gut feeling on the Lakers in those initial eight games? Are they going to do some load management stuff? Are they going to let the guys play extra minutes? Cause they've been off three months. I need to know what's happening in that dome of yours. What do you
1: think? I I mean, I know LeBron is the ultimate competitor and he definitely, they've had uh, almost a full off season equivalent rest here. Um, But with that being said, I'm still concerned about a little bit of load management. This is a team that is expecting to make it to the finals and hopefully win the finals. So if you look at that in terms of load management, I mean, LeBron is one of the most incredible athletes of all time, but he's still, what, 35 years old. So when you're looking at recovery and that type of thing, it will help him make a deeper run. Um, I could see them maybe playing uh, more uh, their normal rotation to kind of get a playoff groove, like the first five or six games, and then maybe coasting in those last few games. Uh, the, uh, game number six, they play the Washington wizards, for example, and they could easily coast that one out, you know, and, you know, maybe still beat them even if, uh, even with limited minutes or if AD or LeBron sits there. Uh, and then they play the Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. Oh,
0: you're freezing up on me a little
1: Okay any reason why they wouldn't uh, fire those guys up full go for at least the first 5 or 6 games of that regular season to make sure they can get their legs under them. Yeah. And to make sure that they can they can get that camaraderie. And we're actually pretty hot going into the uh the shutdown uh and they were getting ready for their their final push to get ready for the playoffs here. And I kind of like uh Anthony Davis AD a little bit better in the regular season, you know, first 5 or 6 games here than look Le- LeBron, just because I feel like he's been a little bit better for some of those stats that we'll talk about, like blocks and steals and just overall efficiency ratings. I think he's been a little bit better for high ceiling games where I can see LeBron just trying to be a distributor and get everyone involved and maybe not put as much effort on on defense during the regular season. But when the playoffs come, I can see LeBron obviously going full bore on both sides and maybe taking a little bit more leadership role and scoring more, where I don't feel like he's going to try to go off and have those huge games as much during the regular season. Where AD, just because it's pure talent, efficiency rating, I like him a little bit for the regular season. And then once the playoffs, are, I'm around a little bit more, just because I feel like that's when he's going to really hit it big, you know, being that he's going to save, you know, save some of his uh, energy for the playoffs. I would imagine. That's yeah, kind of I'm, my take gonna, on it. Um, but and I'm going to jump how it back in
0: real here. quick you're, you're We're having a little uh, difficulty connection wise, but uh, hopefully this clears up pretty quickly. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I don't see them pushing real hard minutes-wise for these eight games. Again, you know, they're going to have to win some of them. Yes, they need to get timing. They need to get minutes on the floor together. Uh, But I can tell you right now, I'm going to be very wary of stacking any Lakers uh, in these eight games. That's my initial take. Now, we're going to have different strategies from every team. This has never happened before. So there's no statistical information to go off of. And, you know, I, I mentioned it because I, I, you know, you know me, I'm an anti-optimizer guy. I don't believe that. I know analytics are important. Statistics are important. Numbers don't lie. I get that. But I like hand-building lineups. I like the, the eye test. I like the coach's view of it. I like seeing what the strategic aspect of. Uh, that coach and that franchise is going to do. And this is plays right into our hands here at DFS Coach Talk because we have to figure all of that out. So, you know, we're going to be doing a live before lock show for every NBA slate as they get rolling. And let me tell you, Shane, they're squeezing a ton of games in to that time frame. So there's not going to be any back-to-back days off or anything like that for anybody. So I think we need to see A, you know, what are the the strategies of each team, and then B, we know that teams that are fighting for position uh, in the standings are going to be more likely to play guys more minutes. But we also know that there are going to be some people that are treated somewhat fragile, and it may be an Anthony Davis, because you know if there's anybody likely to, you know, stub his pinky it's him so you know you don't they're they're not going to want to say okay you know we haven't seen you for three months we know you know we hope that you took care of yourself and are in great shape go out there and play 38 minutes i just i don't think that's going to happen so it's going to be key you know my main message is we're you know we're going to look at this team by team matchup by matchup day by day and no one is going to be able to to completely know what to expect, again, because there's no sample size of this situation. So uh, I think that looking at that and really breaking it down and hand-building, we're going to have a massive edge edge for sure. And, you know, by the way, we we didn't mention it at the start, but if you want to get involved at DFS Coach Talk, go to dfscoachtalk.com and sign up. We have a fantastic thing today, tomorrow Wednesday up until the tee off of the PGA event uh here at the Colonial uh on Thursday it's a free $25 entry to the millie maker on DraftKings uh if you become a member and uh if for a one month or one year membership and you can get that through dfscoachtalk.com and w- it doesn't count against your time frame so if you get a one month membership and you join in you get that free MilliMaker, you get everything going uh, you get to hear all our kbo stuff get into our sim contests, listen to our pros and the clock does not start ticking on that one month membership until the 31st of july so it's it's a fantastic offer great chance you know to give us a try take a look at us uh and we would love to have you so do that uh Give us a look, and I think uh, I don't think you'll ever go anywhere else. Uh, we are tight with our members. We stay, you know, we're the only people out there that are doing 30 minutes before lock for the KBO games at one o'clock, at four o'clock a.m., at five thirty a.m. Uh, we're we don't miss a slate, and we make sure that our members uh, have the right lineups and player pools to work with. So you definitely want to jump in that uh, when you can. Um, but the Lakers are a perfect example of one of the tough teams that you're going to have to really get a feel, listen to all the coach talk, listen to some of the interviews. There's certainly not going to be as much media coverage because the people that they're going to have there are going to be there the whole time in the bubble. So yes, we're going to get decent coverage, but it's not going to be from a plethora of, you know, people where, you can get a few different nuggets of info. It's going to be from the main group that's going to be in that bubble with them the whole time. So uh, we got to watch closely. No one will watch cl- more close uh, than we do. And uh, we're going to find out those nuggets, try to find out, you know, is Vogel going to start slow and ease them in? Is Vogel going to let him play hard the first games and maybe relax the last couple like you're, you know, suggesting all of those things are possible. We'll find out, and uh, and we're going to know going forward. So uh, there'll be some big advantageous things that are going to switch these tournaments. And as you can see with the entries, uh, Shane with with golf this week, people are just starving for DFS. These oh, contests man. are going to fill. I mean, we're going to have more DFS action, and you know, you're going to have every tournament, every you know, 50-50 heads up. You name it, you're going to be able to get it out there, and uh, it's it's exciting, man. I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, uh, you do do an excellent job of looking at not just the players or the player name, like, hey, LeBron's a superstar. Let's play him. You're looking at the situation and the overall coaching strategy and the matchups and the usages and every single finite detail, along with the eye test and in the in the, uh, person evaluation. Uh, so that really does create an edge for us. I, I agree with you there. Um, I, th- I think that uh, it's a little more difficult to do it right now because there's still some unknowns. So that's where we have to try to, based on our prior knowledge, make some projections where, yeah, most DFS players are just looking at, hey, I want to try to get some star players in here. I want to look at some game logs and that type of thing. We're not just looking at game logs and those type of things. We're going to take it to the next level to gain an edge and, and really be able to uh, take down some huge wins. Uh, so definitely join at dfscoachtalk.com, so that you can get in on the action here. Uh, one other thing I want to mention coach about the load management, as I was thinking, because this is, we're kind of going to go back and forth here a little bit is when we're looking at teams like, uh, you know, the veteran, we have a veteran in LeBron James, a superstar. We're a little bit worried about, you know, is he going to play that much? Are they going to load manage him? And then we have Anthony Davis, who's known as being injury prone, but here's my opinion. I think that these guys need to play because they've been off so long. I think they need to play a full slot of minutes, at least, you know, 32 to 35 minutes to be able to get back into game shape, because I don't think you can replicate that in practices. And if they don't get back into game shape, they might be more prone to injuries when the playoffs start than if they just would have been load managed the whole time. And that's why I feel like you can fire these guys up. Um, And I'm projecting that they might uh, wind them down a little bit towards the end when there's absolutely nothing to play for. But technically, during those first six games, if they want to lock in that number one seed, they have something to play for, even though it's going to be pretty easy. It's not a guarantee. And the thing is, they have to get into game shape uh, and you can't play scared. And they have to get that competitive groove and that camaraderie and that chemistry going if they want to make this championship run. So for that reason, I'm not too scared of these guys of playing AD and LeBron especially during those first like let's say 6 games I'm going to I'm going to say obviously it's based on the matchup and the pace of play and the over under and all those things the usage all those things we look at um, and it's a, sometimes a difficult decision whether you want to play Anthony Davis or LeBron. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit more excited about Anthony Davis if we think he can play. But I feel like they will play him so that he's fresh and in game shape because you can't replicate that. They've been off for way too long. So I think they do need to full play full bore for the most part. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, so that's one of the things we'll keep our eye on, but that's my opinion. And I know it's different than the whole load management idea. I don't load, I don't know that LeBron and AD are a big proponent of load management and uh, that's what we'll have to kind of see what they do.
0: No, I mean, it's a good point, but you know, there's such a fine line because there's so many things to consider here. You know, yes, you're, you hit the nail on the head. If I'm a coach and I'm approaching this, And I only have eight games where they're getting true game play to prepare for my run in the playoffs to win a world championship. I'm going to utilize almost all of that time in those eight games to solidify my rotation with my main guys. I'm not going to sit guys a lot. I'm not going to, you know, uh, load manage, if you will, or or any of those things because – You just don't have time. You can get knocked out in the first round very easily. I think we will see more upsets than we usually do because, you know, these guys through their entire lives, since they were probably four years old, they've never had to sit out three full months of not playing basketball against opponents, ever. So you're talking about a new thing for them that they've never experienced, so they have to be able to get in sync with their teammates in that eight game stretch, or they're not going to be able to make a run at the championship. However, let me st- jump back on the other side of the table here. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's certainly worth discussing, you know, if I'm coaching and it's Vogel and they, you know, they're five and one in their first six, they've got two games left. It's way over. They've got the number one seed. You know, I've got a 36 year old veteran, one of the older guys in the league and LeBron I have Anthony Davis, who's certainly got to be the most injury-prone guy in the league. Do I extend them, those last couple of games, when there's the chance, you know, one knee twist, one ankle sprain of those two guys specifically, not to mention some of the other key guys, the run is over. There's no time to, you know, get better or heal up. That's the big thing here is – you know, this is it. This is the run. I mean, it's July 31st to October 7th, and it's all in. So, you know, that is the dilemma I think you're going to find with some of these guys, especially LA. So, you know, we'll, we'll focus on it. We'll cover it. We'll make sure that if there's one ounce of information that we can find out that'll give us an edge, uh, we'll uncover. It. But I do want to touch on usage rates uh, during the the 63 games they did play and i won't run these by a little bit actually i'll uh, i'll give my i'm famous for doing this i'll give you the old coach's quiz so okay. are you? let's see for, how much for, and no cheating so let's see the hands you can't yeah. click on any uh stuff yeah. all right number one and number two for usage during the regular season if you miss this then I'm going to grow a full head of hair right here live on T on uh, our podcast
1: for usage. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got uh, to Don't t- think here. about it. Don't even yeah. think.
0: About
1: it. Yeah. I would say overall usage. Is it, is it Anthony Davis then LeBron?
0: Well, I'll give it to you. Cause I asked for both LeBron's number one. Okay. Yeah. 34 point. Uh, I'm sorry. 31.6. Yeah. Which is which is okay. It's not that high, though. It's yeah. not that high. You know, when you start looking at the Hardens and, and Lukas, you know, yeah. they're by that 40 mark. So, something to keep in mind. LeBron and Davis are always pretty much the two most expensive guys on the slate. But yeah. uh, 31.6 for LeBron and 29.7 for AD. So, yeah. just something to keep in mind. All right, Third. Third.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this one is uh kind of interesting here. Uh, I love
0: putting people on the spot. Yeah, this
1: is this is a good one. Uh Yeah, give me uh one second here. Uh Yeah, I guess I'm going to go Yeah, that is a tough one. Dwight Howard?
0: No. Nope. No. Yeah, he's more No. Nope. A... I'll I'll let you know this I was thinking, one. I was thinking Kyle ahead. Kyle
1: Kuzma is my There you guess. go. Yep. Kyle yep. Kuzma.
0: usage, which is pretty stout considering, you know, he was coming off the bench. You know, there were times where he didn't play a ton of minutes. Uh, And then you have your statistical anomalies here. So I won't even make you try to answer these. But uh, guys, that you know, we won't be using, but they played a lot of minutes. And when they did get in there, again, this is usage percentage. Believe it or not, Quinn Cook, when he's in the game, he has yeah. a 20.8% usage. Weird. Rondo 18.7. Uh, Bradley Avery Bradley 15.7. And then you have JaVale McGee at 15. Uh, KCP. Uh, Contavius Caldwell Pope. I'm a KCP. K-C-P. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's at 14.8. He took down a, a, a tournament for me. Did I tell you that story? I, I've
1: heard I've heard the story before, and it, it's yeah, always was, awesome when you have a guy like that uh, taking a tournament down for it you.
0: It was a it, huge tournament, and yeah. and uh, there was three minutes left in the Lakers game, and we'll we'll look up the date of it. But I was down sort of hopelessly, like 15 points out of first place. You know, it was still I was in great shape. He went absolutely ballistic. He scored eight straight points, two threes and a two, got a steal had an assist in a block and oh, I won yeah. the tournament in three minutes. The you crowd, do everything. crowd was it. going crazy. Um, and then Dwight Howard, your man, Dwight Howard at 14, five, Alex Caruso at 14, Danny green at 14. So that's the majority of it. So a lot of sharing of the ball, uh, you know, guys in the middle of their pack, really, once you get past, LeBron and and AD, it's it's hard to roster a Laker, to be honest, you know, because uh, there's just there's so much sharing of the ball from the other seven eight guys that play, and they do go pretty deep, you know, they they and everybody's healthy, you know, Rondo and and all these guys are, are ready to play, so, you know, you got the old JaVel McGee and Howard splitting at center, which is a DFS nightmare because you don't want guys splitting. Uh, it's always great to play one or the other when one sits, but you know, we don't anticipate that, you know, Kuzma, you know, his price is usually okay. He's a playable entity, but it's weird. I mean, I really can say, honestly, we're 53 days out, you know, I very, very much doubt I'll be using anybody but LeBron or Davis from this team, which is pretty stout because I like using you know, four, fifth, six guys on in rotations, but I don't trust any of the Lakers with a healthy LeBron and AD. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think that again, going back to my theory that the last three games, they should have things locked up. Uh, Anthony Davis or LeBron could sit or be load managed and reduce minutes, which means I would be looking at guys, some of these younger guys that they're trying to get hot going into the playoffs and get more minutes uh, like your Kyle Kuzma's or your KCPs. Um, if those guys can get up to closer to 28 to 30 minutes and get more usage with one of those guys off the floor, one of the big stars, then I'm I'm uh, all for firing those guys up if we get into the right situation. You know, especially against teams like uh, the Washington Wizards or Sacramento Kings, those last uh, two of the last uh, uh, you know uh, three th- last three games there. So well, I'm, Kings I'm all are about-
0: out. Kings aren't. Oh, district. I thought so- the Kings. No. Are they in?
1: Yeah, Kings are in. Yep. Because remember, there's 13 teams. I know, it's confusing. They're they're going to.
0: You're right. They are playing, although they're going (laughs) to lose.
1: Yeah, they're going to lose. But the last game, that's the point, is it's not a very good competition team. The Lakers will have things wrapped up that game eight of the regular season. So that's when you're going to see people looking at uh, Kyle. I I
0: can't wrap my arms around the fact that the Kings and the Suns are in. It just seems so
1: weird. Yeah, you got to take advantage, though, because if you have a good matchup and let's say Kyle Kuzma gets a lot more playing time, you know, he's seen what he can do. I just like to see him. I think they want to get him hot. They need another scorer off the bench. Uh, they need someone that can get hot besides the two stars. So I can see them giving him more minutes towards the end of this regular season run to get his confidence going. And I, so i like playing him if his price remains low in those situations, if we feel like he can get more minutes. I know it's hard to project yeah. that, but I can see them giving him more it minutes. Could happen.
0: So and you know what? He's not shy, man. He'll shoot that yeah. ball. If he that's gets the type it, of guy knows. you want. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to put it up there. And, um, you know, he had some good games. The, the big thing is how are DraftKings and FanDuel going to set the pricing? That's yeah. going to be very interesting because, you know, Kuzma was a pretty good deal uh, as far as his salary uh most of the season this year because of some of the volatility but you know let's see that we don't know how that's going to come out i can't wait to see what the pricing is going to look like but you know it's going to be a scenario like it was all year though if you want a laker and you're going to play one of the big dogs you have to make the choice because you can't afford both lebron uh and AD. So, it's gonna be that dilemma again for everybody.
1: So but. how are you making that choice then, Coach? Are you just gonna look at the matchup? Okay, this team has a really good big man that has length that can that can take away AD a little more, make his life difficult, or get him in foul trouble. And then LeBron is gonna be matching up against the you know the backcourt guys better. I mean, how are you usually making that decision? Because it is a difficult decision.
0: Yeah, no, it's one million percent that particular matchup.
1: I no, mean, that's, that's what, what I, I base,
0: that's what I base everything off of because. You know, anybody that says, hey, I'm going into this and I'm going to roster LeBron as much as I can and, you know, not not A.D. I mean, you, those are the kind of guys you want to play in head to heads because you can't determine that until you see who they're playing, what the defensive matchup is. I mean, some of these teams that are in this playoff uh, picture eight game playing thing, uh, you know, they their interior defense is horrific. They can't stop anybody in the paint. You know, uh, teams like the Wizards, for example. I mean, how can you not play Davis in a matchup like that? You know, whereas there are teams that have some good defensive stoppers that give LeBron a little bit of trouble. Uh, you know, so you got to look at all those matchups and I, vice versa.
1: Another thing I want to add to that is a good good situation. You could capitalize here is if uh, A.D., let's say the night before, had one of those ceiling games and people were watching the game logs. And they want to play him again the next game because of that. Let's say he had a 70 point fantasy game or something like that. That's when in a good matchup, you might want to pivot to LeBron and get slightly ownership, uh, lower ownership there. So you might be able to take advantage of the kind of game log watchers and the matchup and that recency bias with the other superstar, whether it be AD or LeBron going off the previous game. Uh, So that's another way I think that you could look at it that might, you know, make you want to play LeBron or AB a little bit more if you feel like they're, you know, because these guys are both superstars, they're both all world, they can really like alternate games that they go off and they kind of do, you know, like, you know, this game, three or four game stretch, AD will have a monster ceiling game and then the next three or four game LeBron will come out of nowhere with a ceiling game like that. So, so I think it's just trying to find these guys ceiling game because being that they're going to be, you know. On FanDuel, where I play a lot, you know, at least at least probably closer to eleven thousand, I'm guessing, you know, ten to eleven thousand, you got to have a huge ceiling game for these guys for them to hit value and for you to, uh, to to knock it out of the park. So that's just one of the things that I I would look at that you know that could be an advantage too.
0: That's a good point. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people chasing, you know, stats chasing box score chasing, but you know, I'll tell you, man. Think about this aspect of things. Again, this is all uncharted stuff, but when you think it through, it's like, oh my God, for for really good sharks in the DFS world, that first five weeks of the NBA play, you know, uh, all of August basically, and the first week of September until the NFL returns, it doesn't look like the baseball talks are going anywhere right now. In fact, they're getting worse. So, you know. Everybody's fired up for PGA this week, but they'll they'll be about five weeks in. So a little bit of the luster will wear off. Do you realize that everybody and anybody that's ever played or will play DFS is going to be playing NBA DFS? There's no NFL, probably no MLB. You know, everything else is down, quiet. You know, we don't know. You know, really nobody plays much of college sports. Some of that's going to play. Some of it's not. They haven't even decided. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. But what a chance to make money. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, it's I would say one of the key things you should start doing now is planning your bankroll management, planning your contest selection. You know, if you're more cash, more GPP. I mean, everybody's going to want to take a shot at the Millie Makers and stuff like that. That's great. But you have to have a, a a base to what you're doing. I mean, like, you're more of a GPP player. Andrew is. I'm more of a cash player. I already know that, you know, I'm going to have X amount of the 270 head-to-heads, X amount of the five-mans, you know, $100 five-mans, different things like that that are going to be in my repertoire through the entire NBA playoffs because – I think that's the most advantageous time to make money, big time. I mean, when the NFL starts up, and again, this is all different because it's never happened like this, basketball will lose probably 25% of its audience to the NFL. NFL is the biggest DFS-participated play. So before the NFL starts, that initial time frame of the NBA uh, is – I think the best, since I've been doing it since the first day at DFS, five years or whatever it's been, I don't remember a better scenario uh, that sets up for being able to just kill it and just yeah. absolutely crush it.
1: Yeah, and I'd like to add to that is then these casual, you're right, they are going to see more casual players that normally might not play NBA. And like yep. you said, they might migrate to the NFL, and then you'll be dealing with a little bit more sharks at that point oh we're uh, gonna have but,
0: fish we're gonna have an entire lake yeah, full of fish Exactly. Uh, let's just face so, it that first six weeks
1: and here's the thing about those casual players they're gonna jump in basically the you know the last day of july or august and just start throwing in lineups and hey this guy's a star i'll play this guy and this lineup looks great and not really doing that much analysis we're a dfs coach talk we've been analyzing these teams since the shutdown we went through and did podcast team previews in-depth analysis and learned a lot of good stuff. We did the same thing with NFL. So that's going to create a big edge with these weird off seasons and these weird shortened seasons and the NFL not having training camp. We, we have so much in-depth analysis. We're way ahead of the game in terms of our, our understanding of these teams and players and, and what they want to do and how that's going to affect DFS. So, if you're if you're waiting the last second, you're at a competitive disadvantage. That's why I like about DFS Coach Talk. We're prepared ahead of time. We've already put in all the work, and we've uncovered a lot of hidden gems that even did, we didn't even think about before. We had to research these teams and do these podcasts and in-depth deep dives. So that's going to put us at a big advantage there. Plus, just the experience and the knowledge of breaking it down and reacting to the news and the eye test and all those things we do. So that's why, so that's why another reason why we're so excited right now and thinking about this and yeah, we're just ready to eat.
0: (laughs) There's no (laughs) doubt. And, you know, I hate to belabor the point, but you know, a lot of people and rightfully so, because a lot of people win at it, you know, they'll just wait till all of it's loaded in their optimizer and it spits out the, the best percentage plays and they'll, they'll build their lineups around that. Now, yes, those things are going to take place in the NBA but when you're counting on a complete statistical analysis and a complete analytic approach to building your lineup and you're trying to put that information in from a sample size that's never happened before it's it's going to skew those numbers i think it's going to be very tough if you're counting on oh i don't i'm not worried about it i'll wait until I see those optimizer numbers, because they're going to be skewed. Now NFL, they'll be a little off because of the different approach, guys being locked, you know, locked out through this shutdown, uh, you know, no, not as much of a preseason and all of that. But at least they'll have a decent statistical analysis to base those optimizers. But I'm telling you, it's unique situation in the NBA. And it would be like that in Major League Baseball if they ever came back, those idiots, uh, it, because these are unique situations. When you can't statistically analyze something that's never happened before, the the possibility of it being successful minimizes. So, you know, I think we have we have the silver bullet for how to approach this. And uh, now it's just, you know, waiting, chewing on our fingers for the next 53 days to to get to that point. But all right. Excellent stuff, man. Lakers, any other st- main yeah. statistics you want to talk about?
1: Uh, yeah. So with the Lakers, another thing I do like about them is their their home road splits. Uh, the fact that their record was actually better on the road compared to home. And this is more of a road environment. I mean, the players aren't going to be dealing with like travel and, you know, airports and that type of thing as much, but it's still kind of a road environment, how they can kind of, you know, get up to play when they're not around their home crowd because there's not going to be fans so i like because of their veteran the veteran presence of lebron and you know ad being a young superstar veteran uh i i think i like these type of teams better than you know younger teams where they you know obviously you know those guys can recover fast and they're very really good athletic athletic wise but the mental part of the game You got to give that edge to LeBron, the experience and the mental part and the fact that they were so good and proven on the road with all these veteran role players and these superstars. So that's another reason why I don't mind playing LeBron and AD in the right situation with these with the shortened season, because the fact that they're so good in every environment and I don't think not having fans is going to hurt them with the fact that look at their even better record on the road. On the road they were 26 and six. At home they were 23 and 8. So that's a pretty amazing road record for an NBA team. And that right. shows the veteran leadership there. And that's another reason why I think they they could dominate. Um, this shortened season in a weird environment that's kind of like a road environment this one's a little t- t- tough to uh, like you said uncharted territory a little tough because it's not really a home game it's not really a road game but there's a lot of interesting aspects to this of them playing in a neutral site with no fans and again I'm going to give the edge to veteran teams that are mentally strong like the Lakers with LeBron being one of the best in the, in the mental game and the experience and the leadership he has so that's why another reason why I am pretty high on these guys and I do feel like they're in that first like five or six games, like I mentioned, they are going to play a full allotment of minutes to get them uh, into full game shape. Um, and I think they also come in; they'll come in in good shape because of LeBron, obviously, you know, he has a good training regimen. Obviously, the guy's still an athletic freak. I think LeBron and AD will come in in pretty good shape as well and be able to hit right out the gate. You know, I mean, they were able to do that at the beginning of the season too, just dominate right off the jump. So that that's the other thing I wanted to mention about the
0: Lakers. That's a good point. You know, there, there are a lot of little things that we'll be looking at, I think, that are going to have a big effect. Teams that had a fantastic winning percentage at home but weren't good on the road, I think that that's going to be tough. Because if you can't win on the road, even though this is a neutral site game, it's still not your home court with the home fans. You're not sleeping in your own bed. So I give an advantage to the teams with a better road record. So that's one check mark to keep an eye on. Here's a weird one I don't think anybody's going to talk about, but I'm going to use it as a big fat check mark. Everybody, and and this I know this is crazy, but I'm telling you this matters. Anybody that's played on our Olympic team and gone through that experience of being away at a neutral court, at a place with your teammates, like in a college type atmosphere, that is the closest thing we can, can compare to this experience. So guys like LeBron, guys like Dwight Howard, uh, guys, you know, that have played multiple, uh, Olympic experiences. I think this is a benefit to them because they're going to understand the feel of it where these other guys, this is just I mean, you've got a lot of guys, Shane, that never uh, played college ball or barely played a season. So, you know, the, the whole atmosphere of something like this is is nothing like they've experienced before. So those guys that have been there and done that, the Chris Pauls of the world, massive advantage for those guys, I'm telling you right now, because they're going to know that camaraderie. They're going to know what it feels like to be against some of the best with everything on the line on a neutral court uh some of those guys i bet you you take some of these guy uh you know younger guys they have no clue what that even is you know and everybody's all hepped up about the pelicans it's the first thing that comes up you know they're going to be able to play in are they going to play the lakers in the first round everybody's hooting and hollering let me tell you something don't i don't think the pelicans are going to get in and i know i'm one of the ones that that you know, are the minority here, but uh, you don't have anybody on that squad that has been through the things that I mentioned. Drew Holiday hasn't made any of those teams, and then you have the young guys Zion and Lonzo and Ingram. They've never experienced any of those things, and you know, I, I just I think that they're talented. I just don't think from the experience standpoint that they're going to do that well. So anyway, just something. To start, you know, when you listen to these podcasts, some takeaways that you can make notes from uh, are these. And you're not going to hear these anywhere. They seem a little quirky. They seem, is that really going to matter? I'm telling you, this kind of stuff matters. And, you know, as a coach and as a player, you're looking for every small edge, similar experience, similar preparation, you know, understanding the feel and, and being there and done that. I mean, that makes a difference for these guys. So uh, just another big point for us. And we'll talk about that as we break these games down, because you're going to have some, you know, matchups where let's say it is the Lakers and Pelicans playing. You know, you've got all the experienced and Olympic guys from the Lakers. You got the the young kids, you know, mainly from uh, the Pelicans without some of that savvy or understanding of what it takes in those type of situations. So just something to keep an eye on, I thought was uh, a, a major thing to, to remember as these games approach.
1: So a general Lakers question for you here, coach. Uh, I mean, this is the big debate is this team is top heavy with these superstars. They have great role players, but they don't have that much depth on the bench. Not a lot of scoring outside of their top superstars here. So the question is, can they win the championship? Can they get past the L.A. Clippers, who are absolutely loaded? And can they get past the team like the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, so start with the Clippers here. What is your initial gut, being that you follow these teams closely and that, you know, they've made a couple roster changes, you know, right before uh, the shutdown? Uh, it's a tough one to debate there. But what is your initial thoughts on can they can they get past the Clippers and can they win the championship?
0: I I think the Lakers are the favorite to win it. You know, anytime you have LeBron and AD and they're healthy and they're playing with their experience, I think that they're the team to beat. Uh, They do have some experience in Rondo. He'll, He'll play a good role in this. And, you know, some young guys like Quinn Cook. I mean, he played in the finals with the Warriors. He knows, you know, how to step up in these type of situations. You know, Kuzma. I mean, they have enough uh, surrounding cast Caruso, these guys can get a meaningful eight, 10, 12 minutes that make an impact. So, you know, I'm not concerned about the depth of the Lakers. I think that they've proven they have enough guys. I mean, Avery Bradley's a shutdown defender. Let's face it. Danny Green's a shutdown defender. I mean, those are the kind of guys that get you through, uh, they're not great DFS guys, but they get your team to a championship. So I think the Lakers are the team to beat Clippers and Bucks, you know, I definitely two and three, you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the defensive team that they have there, you know, with Doc Rivers and some of the additions adding Marcus Morris. uh, I mean, my goodness, they're going to be tough. I I do think it will come down to the Lakers and Clippers. No, you know, no hot take there. But I mean, they their defense is fantastic. I think that they'll push the Lakers. And, uh, you know, if anybody else – I don't think anybody else really has a shot to come out of the West, in my opinion, than the Lakers and the Clippers. And then as far as the Bucs go, they get a, a, a weaker East Conference, and they have Giannis. Here's the thing, though. There's one big point about Milwaukee. I think this whole COVID and everything that's gone on, the biggest losers in the NBA on this whole thing were the Bucks. The Bucs were playing fantastic ball. They load managed the hell out of their team. Uh, you know, Giannis was playing like 30 minutes a game. He wasn't stressed out or strained out or pushed out. I mean, they were so rested, so positioned, so ready to make a deep run. This just blew it all out of the water. Now everybody's back on a, the same playing field. So, you know, I think that that mentally is going to hurt them a little bit. Uh, you know, Giannis is tremendous. Of course, you know, Middleton can step it up. Ledzo, they they've got depth and they're going to be very tough to beat in the East without question. Uh, but do they have the experience and the wherewithal to get by a Lakers or Clippers? I think they, those two teams with their defensive set can lock down Giannis just enough. I think that it's going to be very tough for them to beat either one of those teams. So whoever comes out of the West, in my opinion, to answer your question, uh, I think is better than the Bucks. But I would be surprised, unless this whole setup changes things dramatically, if it's not lakers bucks or clippers bucks in the finals. I mean, I know that everybody's yeah. saying that, but it's the truth. I mean, they're the best yeah. teams, and they proved yeah. it throughout the year, and they can win on the road.
1: I'm a little curious in the Eastern Conference whether the Boston Celtics can get it together and potentially make a run. And I think the Toronto Raptors are still kind of sneaky, even though they don't have Kawhi. But, yeah, it's going to be hard to compete with the Bucs, so I agree with you there. And then in the Western Conference, I really I really want to root for the Lakers to win. Like And I want to root for them. I think it's a great story. I, I'm a big LeBron fan, but my gut kind of tells me that I'm leaning towards the Clippers because I'm a little concerned about the overall depth. You know, the Lakers have depth in terms of like role players and that type of thing and experienced players, but I'm concerned about they're a little bit older. Uh, and you know, which is good for the experience part, but in terms of just the overall endurance and athleticism, I think that the Clippers can pull out depth, but better quality of depth at you. So they can, they can D you up And the fact that Paul George has dealt with a lot of injury issues. This that's an example of a player, this shutdown helped a lot. Good so job. if he can, yeah. So if Paul George can come back healthy and you know, Kawhi ready and we can't forget what Kawhi did last year in the finals and what he's done in the past against elite level teams being able to just take over defensively and offensively, you know, because you could make the argument for Kawhi being the best all around player in the league. And and he's been coming up big when it started. He's, he's right up there. You know, he's not far from behind LeBron if you're going to put him behind LeBron and the other guys. So I see you can't, you can't forget that aside as well. But my point is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard haven't played that much together and being healthy together. They have, we haven't seen a lot of that this year. Uh, so, if you combine that and then you have all the other players, um, they have Reggie Jackson they can throw at you as a talented scorer off the bench. They got Marcus Boris now. Uh, and then, of course, you still have, you know, Lou Williams and, uh, you know, all the other guys that they have. They're just completely loaded with depth and quality of depth, and it drops off much quicker with the Lakers. So, it's a team game. I, I court I'm a big biggest fan of LeBron as anyone and I understand those guys are next level in terms of those top two guys. But if Paul George can be healthy and these guys can mesh together Uh, I like the depth of the Clippers. uh, And this is definitely looks like a, you know, a seven game series, but I like the Clippers to maybe endure. But keep in mind, I'm going to be rooting for the Lakers. It's just my gut tells me the Clippers will be able to edge them in in a six or seven game series. Um, But yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? That's going to be make this so interesting is these teams are so good and so loaded with talent. And for them to go head to head in this new environment is going to be amazing.
0: Well, I'll tell you 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 sort of made my argument perfectly for me why I don't think the Clippers are gonna get by the Lakers. And you wanna know what that argument was? You just stated it perfectly. Chemistry. Yeah, you, yeah. You've got very little time on the floor together. And this is the this is the key. Adding Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris, great players. Guess what? They played like five games together. So they yeah. have now they have to figure out. In eight short games to get ready for a deep playoff run with with Kawhi who load managed half the games out the season Paul George who missed a ton of games with injury a brand new addition in Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris who both need the ball so you've got four guys there a bunch of people off the bench Patrick Beverly missed some games so Yes, they have terrific talent. I think it's enough talent to possibly get them to the, the Western Finals. But for the reason that you stated right on the nuts there, where's the chemistry? I need to see 40, 50 games as a unit of this group playing together before I, I'm gonna say they could win it. The Lakers have that. Yes, they're not as their depth is in question, this and that. But you know what? They gutted out 63 games with LeBron, with AD, with Caruso, with Kuzma, you know, with Rondo on and off. You know, all those guys played a role in this. Quinn Cook, those guys are all coming off the bench, playing minutes. They learn to play together. And I think even though the Clippers are terrifically uh, talented and maybe one of the best defensive units potentially of all times, uh, you know, when you're talking – first-team all-defenders of Beverly, George, and, and and Kawhi, but the chemistry. Can they put it together without having that much time on the floor? And it's not like this was an off season where they got together and played. I mean, none of them have seen each other. So that that is I, exactly my reasoning there, too.
1: I, I mean, I hope you're right, because I, I, I agree with you. The chemistry is an edge. for in The leadership of LeBron and the chemistry – is, is definitely an edge with them. LeBron has, has proven that he can take to teams to the finals that don't have that much depth and talent and win with them. Uh, you, so you,
0: the Go back and look at the roster of the oh, Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers, the first finals LeBron was in. Oh, that yeah. team, my, my son and I were watching, Dawson and I were watching uh, one of those finals. You know, they keep showing all the different finals on TV. And we were looking at that like, what? Their was key it players like, it was it was Big Z Ogaskis. Yeah. Delovadova. Yelovadova uh, was a key <laughs> yeah, yeah. player. Uh yeah. J.R. Uh, Smith, maybe. was he still there? Um no. No, no he was. he wasn't there yet. Oh. It was uh the Texas guard, Boopy something, uh, <laughs> the shooter, the three-point shooter. He didn't last in the league very long. Yeah. Um, they had nobody. They you know, they even lost Booker that time. Remember Book- Booker was supposed to be the big guy to run alongside LeBron, and he yeah. left and went to another team. So they they had their roster is just hilarious that he drove oh, yeah. them to the finals. But,
1: but. going back to the, the Clippers, though, I do think that with those eight games, they'll be able to get a little chemistry. I know it's not the thirty forty games like you said that it usually takes, but they'll also use those first two rounds of the playoffs to to hopefully gain that chemistry playing at the highest level competition you know, probably, you know, at least five or six games there in each one. So at the end of the day, they're going to have at least around 20 games of play to play together with this group before they face the Lakers in the, in the finals, in the conference finals. So I think the 20 games will get them enough chemistry with the talent and depth where I think they'll, they'll be okay. But, you know, I agree with you. So that's the interesting thing is you can go back and forth. This team has better chemistry. This team's a little better superstar Gotta at the top, but this team out. is just yep. super loaded with depth um, so I'm going to take the depth of talent slightly over the Lakers, but again, I'm rooting for the Lakers. So it's a well, difficult I'll, decision.
0: I'll tell you the the one thing I will give you, if there's any coach in the league that can, can get it going, I have tremendous respect for Doc Rivers. I think he's a terrific coach. So they do have that on their side. I think he'll outcoach Vogel. I'm not the biggest Vogel fan. I think he's done a fine job this season with the Lakers, but you know, I, he's shown in the past and you know, he really coach poorly when he had those pacers in the uh the eastern conference finals a few times i mean just blundering coach moves i don't know if people remember that but you know he he took you know i remember he took out uh their big center uh who was the big Pacers center ended up going to uh the lakers i don't know i'm, I'm drawing a blank but he rotated out uh some guys uh that really cost them some games. So I want to see him coach in the clutch. You know, I mean yeah. that a lot of guys tighten up a little bit in those situations. Who was the big guy seven two played for the Lakers after that? Not, Bynum. Bynum. not, no, yeah, not Bynum. Bynum. No, not Bynum.
1: No, I'm sorry. Was I'm the drawing a blank.
0: No, he didn't play for Lakers. You're right. You're Bynum's right that you're talking about. Yeah. But the big guy that was an all-star for the Pacers Gosh, that's going to – I bet you everybody's yelling at their podcast screen yeah. saying, hey, you dummy, it's uh, – It's what year whatever was Whatever is. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. I'll let yeah, everybody just fine. say you're dumb, coach. Yeah. And I know. <laughs> that's
1: fine. Yeah, so there's a, there's just a lot of interesting aspects to this, and that, that Lakers-Clippers is just – a uh, is, is is really looking like an epic matchup. And I think this is – yeah, this is one of the great. Yeah. One of the greatest teams that doc rivers have ever had. He's had some good teams over the years, but yeah, I mean, in terms of defensive and offensive talent and depth, it's that, you know, so it's going to be interesting here. Um, so definitely excited about this Lakers team though. If you know, these guys can stay healthy and make a run. It's it. And I think that the, the other thing that, uh, intangible is, I think they're motivated with the, with the, uh, the Kobe tragedy and everything that they went through and everything going on in the world. Does that bring that extra, uh, you know, camaraderie together and that extra chemistry and that ability to play for each other and take it to the next level with everything they went through emotionally, um, does that give them the edge to get them over the hump as well? And that's the other thing I do like about the Lakers.
0: I mean, the the fact that they had to go through the loss of COVID and then COVID, and now these, you know, uh, huge issues, and rightly so, you know, with the black lives matter and everything going on all of these things just completely encompassing in in what 5 months 4 months i mean it's yeah. it's not like it's happened over a couple of years you've got three just phenomenally huge things that all happened back to back to back so you're right yeah, man i mean it's going to be a massive it's interesting to see if that's you know worn on them mentally or if that's motivated or
1: a team of destiny, you know, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, you can imagine how emotional it's going to be when we get down to that, those final few series with everything that they went through, it's going to be, you know, a lot of these players in general, but especially the Lakers. So it's, it is going to be make it even more compelling in terms of that emotional story and just a compelling story, uh, the way these players are going to have to come together.
0: It seems like I can picture in my mind and I'm a Mavs fan, so I'm not going to be rooting for the Lakers, but I could see LeBron in the middle of the court in Orlando, holding it up, crying, screaming, this is for you, Kobe. You know, that yeah. just seems like the movie, yeah. the movie ending that uh, they could easily yeah. and happen. They're, it. And they're playing
1: was- for the, you know, social injustices and the Black Lives Matter. You know, they're going to be doing probably silent protests and different things on that as well to support that. So there's a lot of extra things outside in the world that are much bigger than basketball sports that these players are now playing for. And they're trying to provide that release and escape for everyone else. That's dealing with a lot of difficulties right now as well. So that makes it even more compelling, you know, and I think that, I think that people need that. They need that release. And it's just going to be interesting watching them. It's going to be pretty amazing um, with everything involved with uh, what's behind this uh, when they, when they actually do play and what everyone has went through.
0: I mean, it, it's gonna. There's so many stories and things with this NBA season. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I was uh, listening to a few podcasts and everything, you know, people were saying, Oh, is this, is this going to have an asterisk? You know, like it wasn't a, a true winning of a championship. And I agree with what I've been hearing a hundred percent. I think you don't take any asterisk at all in fact you're gonna earn the hell out of winning this thing i mean the not having a home court you know i mean that's a massive thing i mean really there's no home court advantage that that's the whole reason you play so hard during the regular season so you have no home court advantage you're playing a, a really compressed schedule with a lot of games there's tons of pressure all new situation I mean, you talk about the fact of uh, earning it. I mean, if you go on that kind of run and can get through this, to me, that's a full-fledged champion right there. I'm not questioning any of that whatsoever, no doubt about it. So, I agree. Yeah, but it's it's going to be a fun – it's going to be a really fun thing to, uh, to watch and just a, a fantastic thing. Uh, I I got the guy. I looked him up. I cheated. I'm not going to say I thought of it, but it he was did. bothering me so much that I felt like such an idiot. It's Roy Hibbert. Oh, yeah. He's Roy definitely Hibbert. forgettable. You
1: know what, coach? He's forgettable. I know. He's I know what you're talking about seven
0: from Georgetown, top shot blocker. They had a play at the end of the game and they took him out and they put, I think, somebody uh, old pit player, Sam, somebody in there. And the guy shot right over him and won the game, and it was just one of those things. So anyway, Roy, Roy Hibbert, how are you, buddy? I hope you're <laughs> you're doing well selling insurance out there somewhere. But uh, oh man, so that's it. What anything else Lakers-wise? I know we're going a little long here, but I just I could talk NBA for the Boy, next yeah. 53 we days could. straight.
1: The, I know that we got to wrap it up, but the one other thing I want to bring up and get your opinion on is the fact that, especially in the Western Conference. Are you going to have teams that might tank towards the end so they can get the ideal matchup? I think that could happen in the Eastern Conference as well. But being these teams are so close together, if you're coming down, a team might want to actually drop a seed to get the ideal matchup towards the end. So that's one of the things we're going to have to watch going into these last like three or four final Games. There'll be uh, tons, it's gonna...
0: tons of jockeying for sure. Yeah. So there's going to be a
1: lot of aspects that's crazy. There's
0: been a lot of talk with the Mavericks, you know, because the Mavericks right now would have to play the Clippers in the first round, which would yeah. be that's a rough, rough start. So depending on how everything shifts around, I know for sure the Mavericks would love to uh, not have to play the Lakers or Clippers. So if they can get a Denver or Utah or whatever matchup they can figure out to get i think they would take that in a heartbeat so
1: yeah i mean the jazz could easily drop to like the five or six seed and then teams would be fighting for the three or four seed to try to play them because the jazz don't have that home field advantage the home court advantage in the high altitude same thing with denver
0: denver situation. exactly
1: yeah so that's an interesting aspect as well um but yeah that's one of the things we're going to have to uh, monitor closely is there these teams you know, maybe the Mavericks are trying to get up a few spots, so they're highly motivated, and they're going to play Luca and uh, Borzinga's, you know, a full slot, you know, 36 minutes or whatever, which is great. Uh, but there might be another team that are completely tanking. You, you, just, <laughs> you just don't know at this point. Well, nobody they-
0: wants to be in the 8-9 spot and have to play that play-in stuff. Yeah. And no one wants to that, mess with
1: the L.A. teams, obviously.
0: And nobody wants to mess with them. So, yeah, it, you're going to have that the massive three through six is just going to be a, a ballroom brawl, a barroom brawl, because everybody's going to want to be in those spots to avoid the play in or the L.A. team. So in the East, you know. I don't – there's hardly going to be any – I mean, the, the middle of it's going to have a little movement, but it's really not going to make much difference because you're not getting home court. So who cares, you know? I mean, Toronto versus Boston or, you know, whatever the matchups are, I think, isn't isn't quite as important. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be avoid Milwaukee, and other than that, just give it a roll. So – but that's it, man. I think we should probably wrap it up and get on down the way here. But, uh, you know, hopefully some people got some nuggets uh, of some Lakers stuff. Like I said, we're, we're going to have five more teams we're going to focus on, uh, one being the Sugar Shane Caldwell LA Clippers, as they're known now. And, uh, you know, we'll go through those and, and, and hopefully bring up some, some good points and notes because, you know, you got the time to prepare, uh, use it wisely, 53 days goes by fairly quickly. So preparation is what, you know, the combination of opportunity and preparation is what gives you success. We all knew, know that. And we we don't believe there's such a thing as over-preparing. So uh, we're going to keep digging at it every day, having these kind of robust discussions and, uh, and really going after it. We may do – and I haven't even mentioned this to you, Shane, but saying it right here on the podcast, so now you'll know. But I'm thinking uh, the last couple of podcasts right before the NBA kicks off is having all of our – doing a Zoom call and recording it and putting that podcast out there with our whole DFS Coach Talk team – sharing some of their thoughts on what's going to happen with the NBA, uh, playoffs. So that's something to look forward to here towards the end of July, uh, that, uh, you know, we'll get going, but that'll be a lot of fun as well.
1: Cool. Yeah. I also want to mention, uh, get in on the action right now, go to dfscoachtalk.com. And if you subscribe, the promotion right now, if you subscribe for a one-month membership, you're gonna get the free entry into the Milli Maker for the PGA tournament this week. We are doing providing PGA lineups and player pools for DraftKings and lineups on, on FanDuel. So there's some huge tournaments. Uh, you got that free promotion. What is that? A twenty-dollar value for that 20, uh, Millie Maker? Is it twenty or twenty-five? Twenty. Uh, Whenever you get 20. in the
0: Millie Maker on DraftKings, you get a free yep. ticket to that. Yeah, so
1: definitely check us out there. And then once you're a member, your your uh, membership is locked all the way through July 31st until the NBA starts, and then the clock will begin again. Uh, and I also want to mention our favorite uh, charity we support, uh, mambaon dot uh, org. And that supports the uh, the families of the fallen victims in the Kobe Bryant uh, tragedy that happened back in January. Uh, so MambaOn3.org. And was there anything else that we need to mention, Coach? I think we've covered a lot of good stuff here.
0: We really did. Uh, just so uh, to be clear, it's MambaOn3, all spelled out, not the number three. It's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Also want to thank our, our sponsors, TVG. Definitely get there, do some horse racing. Got all the Triple Crown, everything coming up. Sign up through DFS Coach Talk to get that free uh re-bet on the $300. Bet US for all of your wagering and all the stuff you want to put out there uh, with golf and then into the main sports. So we love those guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you are at D E T Sports Shane
1: on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Perfect. Follow us on both. Uh, Shane's doing a phenomenal job on the Twitter side right now. Uh, Layton's tackling. Uh, I'm sorry, the Instagram, Instagram. side. Layton's tackling the Twitter side, and, and we're really getting the word out. You know, and once you become a member, bring you know, bring people in. Uh, Twenty five dollars a pop. You can't beat that. Bring your buddies in there and get everybody going on Coach Talk. So, so,
1: so, Coach, before you go, are you going to call it here? You got the Lakers winning the championship this year?
0: Um, I am going to wait until we do our Zoom call to officially announce. Right now, I think the Lakers deserve to be the favorite, the Clippers the second choice, and the Bucks the third choice. I'll let it rest at that, and then I'll share – My official picks here. You know,
1: I love giving hot takes and, you know, I can't wait. So I'm just going to call it right now. I got the L.A. Clippers winning the NBA finals this year, even though I'm not necessarily rooting for them. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and call that here on on June 8th. I'm going to call that the L.A. Clippers win the NBA finals. But, you know, I like to have a bold statement. I might might look really stupid, but we'll see. That's that's what my gut tells me. So I got to go with it.
0: You look similar and your bank account is similar to Balmer's so there you go yeah yeah i wish yeah (laughs) that'd be nice (laughs) yeah Yeah, i would say so man yeah now that's great great job though fun doing the show with you man i love basketball so we'll be talking some more hoops uh this next six weeks as we get ready to roll with it so any final words
1: no i think we've i think we've covered enough man we're fired up ready for nba and we got a lot of good stuff and Let's go. Let's go after this KBO and the PGA coming up here. The PGA is going to be actually really fun. All the all the world's going to be looking at golf now all of a sudden, and you're going to get a lot of interest in that as well. So it's going to be exciting. It's
0: going to be a blast, man. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, again, you can check uh, all of our podcasts on YouTube, uh, DFS Coach Talk, Uh Feel free to listen in to some of those NBA ones when uh, you're preparing for this season. So we thank you all for listening, and we're excited uh, to be back with you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.